This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 1321. The difference between speaking and writing with Steve Kaufman. Welcome to the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and today's featured guest. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, I talk to language learning expert Steve Kaufman, who has learned 20 languages. Hear his advice for learning English and find out what you can do to be fully prepared for speaking and writing on IELTS and in life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, wonderful IELTS Energy listeners. We have a very special expert guest today, Steve Kaufman. Hello. Welcome to IELTS Energy. Hello, Jessica. Happy to be here. Nice to see you again. So, Steve, you are a polyglot. How many languages do you speak? Well, I always get that question. I mean, depends how well I have to speak them for them to qualify, but up to 20, let's say. Uh, half of which I can use comfortably anytime, and the others are a little bit rusty, or I'm in the process of learning them. But I have engaged with 20 languages. Let's put it yes, that. which is amazing. Um, Steve actually has an amazing YouTube channel, you guys. Um, I want to tell you about that first because you have to check it out. Um, it's just Lingo Steve is the name of the all, all one channel. word. Yep. All one, all word. one yep. word. Fantastic. So Steve was on the show actually a while ago, IELTS Energy episode 905. So guys, go back and listen to that episode because he teaches you three steps to master any language. So go back and listen to that, guys, because today we are digging in specifically um, into the difference between English for speaking and writing. Do we have to learn this in a different way? Um, are there different resources? That's what we're digging into today with expert linguist Steve Kaufman. All right. So here's the big question. Is there a difference in how we learn English for speaking and writing? Uh so, first of all, I want to congratulate you on how clearly you speak, which is very helpful to people who are trying to learn the language. I will try to speak just as clearly myself, all right? Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, the language is one. I firmly believe the language is one. We sometimes hear about courses for business English or special needs English. Mm -hmm. My view always is you have to elevate all of your skills. Yeah. Your listening skills, your reading skills, your speaking skills, your writing skills, it's one package. 
if you want to learn slang, you listen to more slang. If you want to, uh, you know, uh, learn medical English, you listen or you read more material that relates to that field. So you can target what it is you're dealing with and gradually get used to the terminology, et cetera, that relates to that. So every time you are reading something, you are also practicing your writing skills because yes. you are acquiring words and phrases and structures. And if your uh, writing needs are for ap academic purposes, then you should read and even listen to material that is academic in nature yeah. or that deals with your particular field. However, and one other thing, I have always practiced, like I went to university in France, so I had to do all my courses in French. I had to write my essays in French. And I always took the position, and it was the same when I was learning Chinese, just make the writing an extension of my speaking. So therefore, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I try not to speak in too sort of slangy a way so, okay. so that there's no sense that when I speak, I'm, how you guys, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> you know, very, very <laughs> no, I, I like to be as neutral as possible in a foreign language. In my own sure, language, sure. I can do what I want because it's second nature. You don't even have to think about it. But in a language I'm learning, I want to be as neutral as possible when I speak. So then my writing becomes an extension of my speaking. But, and the last point I would make is to write well, you have to write a lot. Yes, yes. So we can take, take it from there. So here's the difficulty for our listeners taking IELTS. Yeah. On the IELTS speaking test, they are scored on their ability to communicate a range of English mm -hmm. from informal mm -hmm. to formal. It has to mm -hmm. be appropriate to the question, of course, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. for example, in part one, it's very relaxed. It's like, um, do you enjoy going to the movies, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then in part three, we'll have broader, more academic questions like, how can individuals um, help solve climate change or something? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the types of English they have to produce, it can't be like neutral. So what I'm gathering from your advice is that it's it all comes back to the input, right? So we need mm -hmm. input for that informal and mm -hmm. input for that formal side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know what? We when we speak our own language, mm -hmm. we don't consciously say I'm going to talk about global warming or some other serious subject, and therefore I will speak in a more serious way. Yeah. And when I'm with my buddies, I will speak in some other way. It just naturally happens. And True. so I don't think we need to have a strategy for that. I think that the, the subject matter will necessarily dictate that. And if you are asked a serious question, you have to put some thought into what do you believe about this subject? And you typically have to try to organize your thoughts a little better, uh, even in an oral test. And when I was a student in France, we had lots of oral exams, by the way, where you were given a minute to organize your thoughts and you had to have them organized in a way that, you know, was persuasive and made sense. So obviously in a more serious, for a more serious subject, you have to organize your thoughts better, but you're still drawing on the words, the structures, the phrases that you have. And you will know if your level in the language is good 
which words, which structures are most yeah. appropriate for this particular subject and which are more appropriate for some other uh, subject. True. I would also say that whatever we do, before we get into the subject of writing, mm-hmm. but just in terms of acquiring the language skills you need, you know, we should vary what we use as, as input material. Yeah, So I, I think, you know, it's good for the brain. Variety is good for the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just sit there and I'm going to, you know, master this thesis on uh, whatever it might be, carbon emissions. <laughs> Do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. If we vary the, the content that we're dealing with, we're getting that wide variety of terminology of expressions. Uh, and then we're prepared then for writing. But but writing has a big advantage over speaking, and that is that we can we have more time to prepare. A hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Yeah, I just I want to summarize what you just said right. for our students because it does come back to your initial opinion of that we when we are learning a language, it mm-hmm. be it for a test or you know for just travel, whatever the the we're not learning just one kind of English, let's say. Right, we right. we need input from a wide variety of sources, from formal mm-hmm. to informal, from daily conversation to specific topics, because you don't know what situation you'll meet in real life and what you'll have mm-hmm. to talk about. And that's also true on the exam. So mm-hmm. guys, listeners, when you are preparing for IELTS, you don't know what topics you're going to have to talk about or write about. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. why you guys need to take in this, just all of the English that you possibly can. And then you're familiar with what's formal and informal. And you could reach that natural instinct that Steve is talking about. When you're asked an informal question, you can respond appropriately with the right um, language, right? Formal or informal. Absolutely. We have to understand that the way our brains work, our brains enable us to cope with life. I mean, forget just language learning. And this mm-hmm. means we have to be able to anticipate what's going to happen. Yes. We couldn't get through life. So I meet you. I kind of start having a sense about you based on, you know, messages that you're sending to me that my brain is used to, you know, anticipating what this is going to be like. Sure. And the broader the range of our experience, the better we are at anticipating. If we're put, it, put into a situation that we've never been in before, it's very hard for us to operate. And so if I use the example of Japanese, for example, where there is formal language, I can't just learn formal language. In a formal situation, you use these words. If I haven't experienced that enough, then I won't naturally be able to use the formal language. Similarly, say, with slang or heaven forbid, swear words. We have to know, we have to know how to use those and when to use them. So if someone learns, say a swear word, heaven forbid, or (laughs) slang, but doesn't use it appropriately, then it doesn't work. But when you have a natural sense of where slang is appropriate, you will use it naturally. So you can't shortcut that. You have to- be exposed to so much of the language, be in so many different situations. Your brain is now sort of anticipating what kind of a situation you're in, and the brain mm-hmm. will help you come up with the appropriate expressions. So, so far, we've basically talked about building up that capability to write well, but I think there are some other things that, 
that that I think are specific to writing well. But it okay. starts with the base, and the base is very strong, you know, knowledge, vocabulary, experience, having read, listened to, and been exposed to a lot of different content. So here's here's a question for you. Would you say that um, the best way to prepare for sort of speaking is is by getting the 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 oral input, the listening input, and then writing. It's more about reading the language and getting input that way. No, no, because the two are connected. Yeah, and listening helps me read. Okay. Uh, listening gives me momentum. Because and also, even maybe to some extent in our own language, but any language that we are learning, mm -hmm. uh, we are sub vocalizing all the time. We are in fact speaking. In fact, there is evidence that when we read, we're using the same parts of our brain as when we speak. We are actually speaking the words that we read. So that the two are to me. closely, yeah. closely connected. Uh, the I find that speaking, uh, listening, excuse me, gives me more momentum. Certain phrases that I've had bouncing around that I've read, that I've heard rather. The reading is perhaps easier to accumulate vocabulary, reading. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think time you have to do, it. you have more time. But I definitely recommend that people do both. If you can find, yeah. I mean, one of the things we're now doing at Link is we can grab MP3 files from podcasts, import them into Link, and automatically transcribe those. So because I like anything that I'm listening to, I'm going to miss. Either I'm going to notice some key phrases that I'm interested in being able to use, I want to see them again, mm -hmm. or words that I didn't understand. So I, when I listen to something, I want to be able to read it. And so, so combining yeah. the two is important. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love um, I love just the realization that I hope our listeners are having that reading is also linked to speaking, because yes. I think in preparing for, you know, English or any language exams, everything seems isolated and is practiced mm -hmm. in isolation. Right. Like right now I'm going to get better at listening or right now I'm going to get better at reading. Right. Um, but what Steve is saying, guys is that there are there are no um it's there's nothing in a vacuum no right. english skill exists on its own everything is connected and that's so true cuz when i read i read all the time i love reading i'm always saying it out loud in my head like how else are you going <laughs> to get the language in there and understand what's happening um, right okay fantastic so with writing now writing needs some extra skills right mm -hmm. like the punctuation a little more grammar flair with the complex sentences there's a little more there would you say that the way that you teach language on link should i say link or link it doesn't matter both we hear both i love it guys check it out link l-i-n-g-q dot com um right. So we're we're exploiting one thing and learning as much as we can. So we have an audio MP3 with the transcript that you can read. Do you think reading those transcripts helps with writing as well? Uh, yes. And um, but writing, as you say, introduces the question of punctuation. Yeah. And uh, here again, I think doing a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. uh, Something we do at Link is we have this sort of sentence view where we have to reconstitute, like scramble the words, and you have to put it back together again, including punctuation. Nice. But you eventually have to get a sense of, because even in English, my, no, my own language, 
I wonder sometimes, is do I need a comma there? Do I not need a comma there? <laughs> we all question it. And it all relates to the sort of rhythm of the message. And so we have to gradually improve in our ability to put uh, commas in. Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to say, too, with, with writing, it, it's, it's, so it, it's just like speaking. Like I, I'm a great proponent of input-based learning, but to mm-hmm. speak well, you have to speak a lot. So yes. to write well, you exactly. have to write a lot. Exactly. And I think it's, it's a good discipline uh, if, uh, say, your learners, your listeners, you know, they read something on a serious subject. Mm-hmm. Now they have to write something on that subject. So the first thing they have to do is they have to organize what they're going to say. So I, I think it's very useful to have a formula. You know, introduction, part one, part two, conclusion. Okay, that's a formula. Yeah. Something, something. Not all over the place. Not just running on from paragraph to paragraph. Have a formula. It'll help you organize your thoughts. So if you have a formula, and now then write something. And at, uh, and at first, and we don't like to write. Like, it's much easier to talk. So, so practice writing. Uh, you're going to come across the issue of spelling, which doesn't come up when we speak. Mm-hmm. You're going to come up across the issue of punctuation. The advantage if you're writing, especially if you're writing online, is you can look up words, you can look up the spelling of words, or you have a spell corrector, whatever. Yeah. So there are things that help you. And, but you have to do it and, and you'll make the same spelling mistake 10 times and eventually you won't make it anymore. But, but you, that's why it's so important to write a lot. Say, I'm going to write whatever it is, 500 words, 300 words. I'm going to organize it this way, part one, part two, or intro, part one, part two, conclusion, something. And then start writing, look up the words you can't spell, look up the words you're not sure of. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe chat GPT will correct your pun- uh, your punctuation. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, why not? So, I so think do it, it and, can. And just keep doing it and don't get frustrated <laughs> if you keep making the same mistake because you will. But if you keep doing it, there will be fewer mistakes, hopefully. Slowly, slowly it improves. Exactly. um, Our brains are not as efficient or magical as we wish they were. That's right. (laughs) As we have to to learn the same lesson so many times um, before it sticks. And Mm -hmm. I love the messages today that Steve has given us not just for the test, but for the English you're learning for the rest of your life, guys, because IELTS isn't the whole reason you're learning English. You're learning English so you can participate in the world academically, at work, in life, in your community, in your future community, guys. That's why you're learning English, right? And it all comes back to the range of input, right? I think that's the Mm. first tip today that we went through is that you guys have to be getting as much English as you can from different sources about different topics. And then just as important, guys, just as important, and this is where a lot of students fall off, is the output. I think a mm-hmm. lot of students are comfortable reading by themselves, listening passively, but when they're asked to produce the language and they're like, oh, I think I'll just listen to another podcast instead. No, you have to make that choice to produce writing and speaking as much as you can. And it will be hard, but you will get better. (laughs) Correct. And don't worry about it. Just do it. Don't worry about it. That's really that's really the last takeaway, I think, guys. Just don't worry about it. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, So, Steve, one last time, can you tell us what your YouTube channel is and maybe just a couple things that students might find on there? Okay, so it's L-I-N-G-O, like Lingo Steve, all one word. 
Perfect. And basically, I try to encourage people to embrace uncertainty in language learning. Enjoy it. it. Enjoy the process. Uh, every time you forget, every time you don't understand, that's absolutely normal. The brain learns, but it learns slowly. The, bla- the brain learns. That's how it functions. But it learns slowly. So just keep at it. Find ways to enjoy the process so that you stay with it and you will eventually get better. Exactly. I love it. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. And guys, remember, go back and listen to Steve's last guest appearance, IELTS Energy 905, Three Tips to Master Any Language. And check out his YouTube channel, channel, Lingo Steve, all one word. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.